Welcome to the Unite Church podcast. For more information about Unite Church, visit us at unitechurchak.org. Now, enjoy this message. much today, God. Thank you that for each one of us that called on your name, God, that you took us out of the grave, out of our death, and brought us to new life in you. And to you today, you are going to be glorified. Thank you, Jesus. You'll be glorified. Holy Spirit, we love you today. We invite you to move in our church, in our life. God, in the lives of the young people, God, that have had such a radical encounter with you over the last couple weeks. And we just pray that today, above all things, God, you would get the glory as we celebrate your transforming power, Christ alive in us, the hope of glory. Lord, we worship you. Amen, church? Hey, so we got a really great day planned for you. This might be a surprise to you, and I hope it is. Um, But if you can, as you are where you're at, uh, there's going to be a lot more people still showing up to the service, sort of scoot into the middles and to the front if you want. Please do. That's great. It's easier for people that come in late to work their way in the back. This is a baptism service specially designed to celebrate all of the transformation that's happened in our youth throughout all of our youth camps. So this could be really fun. Yeah, youth, come on up. we got spaces for you in the front. All the young people who are at camp, you guys come all the way up to the front. Uh, I'm really excited about today. And we have the service sort of broken up and we're changing it up. So... Bear with us if we have any uh, bumps in the road. Today isn't about a performance and about trying to make something look perfect. Today is about worshiping God, worshiping our Creator. We're worshiping Him and glorifying Him for everything He has done, not only in our life, but in the lives of young people. And I want you to think about that day when you first gave your life to Jesus and when it said in Revelation that the one thing He had against the church was that they forgot to love. They lost their first love. And today, I just want us to have a fall back in love with Jesus service. Yeah? It's going to be so good. So what we're going to do is you can have a seat real quick. And we're just going to watch a quick video about what, uh, what happened at camp. And before we do that, don't push the button yet. I want to introduce to the, uh, you guys the lovely Mariah Anderson. She is our camp director. Of course, you hear her preach. And... She, ran, she runs and organizes the whole camp and makes it happen with our youth pastors and all the volunteers. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Everyone who gave, everyone who served, everyone who helped make these camps happen. You're going to see why it was all worth it. And I just want to honor and thank Mariah Anderson for all of her incredible hard work, 
to put it all together, basically as a volunteer, which is unbelievable. It's so awesome. So let's watch this camp video, then you're going to hear a little bit from Mariah.
that's just a sneak peek of all the things that took place at camp. That's just like barely scratching the surface of the stuff that God did. And we're here today just to celebrate all the things, all the destiny, all the identity that God has transformed and given vision and hope for people's future. At camp this year, we saw probably 35 physical healings. Come on, that's something to celebrate. Come on, church. 35 physical healings, like I couldn't walk before. And now they were walking, bending their knees. We saw people filled with the Holy Spirit. We saw people who were set free emotionally. God is on the move and he's doing a beautiful thing inside the youth in this church. And so we wanted to bring that home and celebrate it with you this morning. And that's what this is all about. And so today we're gonna do, we're gonna do a baptism service and we're gonna celebrate the decision that people are making for Jesus for the first time. And this is a big deal. And they wanted to do it here and with their family. <laughs> that's such a huge, like huge, awesome opportunity for us to celebrate in that. So before we put our first kid in the tank, I wanna read to you Colossians 2.12. For you are buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you are raised to new life because you trusted in the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. Yeah. As every young person is stepping into this tank, they're saying goodbye to their old life. They're saying goodbye to the chains that held them down. They're saying goodbye to lies that they believed. They're saying hello to a new beginning, to a fresh future, and to a new vision and destiny in Christ. You see, God made baptism rich with meaning and it symbolizes just death. Death and washing away of our sins and death to that old life and the burial of that and, and the beginning of new spiritual life, totally free and full of God's presence. This is significant. It's an outward representation of an inward thing taking place. This takes courage and boldness, and these kids are unashamed of the gospel, unashamed of the power of Christ, and so they're making a decision, they're taking a stand, and they're living their life, and they're living their faith out loud right before you this morning. So our very first student, his name is Liam, and this is his testimony. Liam, go ahead and take your spot in the tank with your pastors and your cabin leader, and we're going to listen to Liam's testimony this morning. I want to be baptized, so I want to be close to God. I had a good time when we were singing, and I lost my voice. God touched my heart when I was singing in chapel. I love Jesus, and I want everyone to know. So, Father, we thank you for Liam. Stretch your hand this way. We got the perfect, set the atmosphere, spiritual atmosphere with the keys. We know that happens. Holy Ghost moves through pianos. <clears throat> Stretch your hands, stretch your faith here. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for Liam's life. We speak favor over this man of God that every footstep he takes will just leave imprints of your glory. God, let your love be on him. Fill him up. God, let him just live in your love and in revelation. God, I pray that you would move on this young man's life and he would serve you every day of his life and never turn away. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Praise God. Next we have Lincoln Jabay. Let's watch his testimony. Lincoln Jabay, 10. Because I want to be free from my sins. And I, and I want I want to forget about all my sins. And I want to try to do what God asked me to do. 
I feel like that he's like my savior and I want to keep him in my heart all, my whole life. I love Jesus and I want everyone to know. Just join your faith with me as we pray over Lincoln. God, we thank you for Lincoln. We thank you for this man of God who you're calling forward and setting apart. God, that we thank you for the identity and the destiny that you are resting upon this son of God. Lord, we pray that just as his testimony declares that you would be in his life his whole life through. God, and that he would see your works flow through him and a transformation in him all the days of his life. In Jesus' name, amen. Get that one all the way in. He's probably been out in hope for a while. He needs a good bath. <laughs> Praise God. Next up, we have Sam Satterfield jumping in the tank. <laughs> Sam, we're so proud of you. Here's Sam's testimony. I want to get baptized to show everyone that I'm like saved and I love God and that like I'm like I'm new and I just want to show it to everyone and let everyone know. Um, I really love like God and Jesus and I really like reading his word and it just devil will rebuke you for stopping that testimony. You want to start over one more time? Can you try it one more time? Oh, it just stopped? Oh. Okay, well, praise the Lord. Maybe it was perfect. It was perfect. Sam, you're perfect. Father, we thank you for Sam's life. This the power that's on this young man. God, the anointing on him. God, I can just feel it today. God, you have called this man into leadership in your kingdom, Lord, and I thank you that he has a power gift on his life to do miracles, Lord. So I speak blessing and favor over him today. God, I pray every good thing you've ever intended for him would come his way. Lord, you just disrupt anything the enemy would ever try to do in and through or on him, God. We just thank you so much for Sam. God, what a blessing this young man is. Thank you for the joy of the Holy Spirit in his heart. Bless him today as he commits his life fully to you in Jesus' name. Amen. church we're gonna worship a little bit more before the next group comes out will you stand up today yeah that means stand 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 my friends my friends someone must be baptized but it's now it's time to worship this whole service is about worshiping Jesus so we're gonna thank him every time we have kids get baptized we're gonna thank Jesus and I'm like disruptive kind of praise like so the devil can hear we're taking over the kingdom, right? Amen. Let's worship.
Lord, we could never get enough of you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Just pour out more and more of your presence on us, God. We want to experience the power of your love for us today. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you're doing in each one of our lives so personally. And God, in the lives of every young person that went to our summer camps, thank you, God, for showing up and just lighting a fire in them, God, that can't be controlled, shouldn't be controlled needs to be set loose to just light up this city for schools for you god let your favor be on them pour out your spirit on them in power in jesus name god pray for boldness to rise up in the young people in our church that god they just begin to multiply and evangelize and preach your word preach your goodness god preach that jesus you live you love and you save to every person in their school and they'd make such a big ruckus that the schools would begin to turn their lives to you, Jesus. And they wouldn't care about their lives so much as to shrink back from death, God. Even if it's social death and social suicide to preach Jesus loves, God, that Jesus saves. Lord, it's worth it. It's worth it because every person's life that's changed, God, made new, transformed, healed, set free from real suicidal thoughts and fear and anxiety, doubt and loneliness, God. Your presence and your love is perfect. It's what we are made for, God. Thank you, Jesus. We love you today. We love you today. You want to see some more people get baptized? Let's do it. Come on out. Let's get ready. The next group, you may be seated. Next student to be baptized here is Tiffany Feeney. Let's watch Tiffany's testimony. Baptized, uh, I was back in 2012 at one of my old churches and um, I'm kind of taking this time just to get re-baptized and re-solidify my faith in God and you know, to take the steps that I need to, you know, be a warrior in God's army type thing. And um, the past six months have been kind of rough for me, like going through a lot of, you know, suicidal thoughts and, you know, seeking professional counseling and being in kind of a really rough and dark place and, you know, trying to kind of conceal it from everybody else. And this week at camp really, I got some emotional healing that I really needed and it was such a blessing. I'm really taking this time to rededicate my life to Christ because I feel like it's something that I need to do. And it's a call to my faith so that I can step out. So this is my sort of oath to myself to change my, change my ways sort of and you know, start leading my life in Christ. And I'm really excited for what God has for me. Jesus, we thank you for Tiffany. God, we thank you for the anointing that's on her life, God, and the breakthrough that she has in you, God. We thank you for every chain that has fallen off in Jesus' name. We thank you for the freedom that she is made to walk in. 
God, I pray that freedom and creativity would be hers in Jesus' name, that you would continue to arise the leader within her, God, that you would call her into her confidence in you, Jesus, and you would establish and root her in her love for you, God. And her, your love for her would be the anchor of her soul. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Next up, we have Ryder Warbington. And this is his testimony. I've struggled with my faith for a few years now. And I kind of didn't want to come to camp, but I'm super glad I did because I gave my life to Jesus, I got healed, and I just want a physical representation and I'm super glad that I gave my life to Jesus and I want to start going to church. So I've gone through things, but, and I never brought them up, and then I didn't really have anyone to talk to. But this weekend I started talking to God about it, and it's made me feel really good about myself. And he's made me realize it doesn't matter what people think about me or how they treat me because it's only matters with how he treats me and how he thinks about me. Amen. Father, I thank you for Ryder. God, I pray a blessing on this young man. Thank you, Jesus, for the pastoral anointing you put on his life. And God, you're just saying to him right now, Ryder, it doesn't matter what anybody else says about you because what I say about you is you're mine. You belong to me. And you are a man that I made after my own heart, and I love you. And I'm going to do things in your life and through your life you didn't think were possible. The Holy Spirit's coming upon you right now in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, fall on Ryder's life. Fill him to overflowing. Anoint this man for the pastoral work and destiny. God says he is going to give you words to speak life into others that would speak death. Lord, I just thank you, Jesus, for Ryder's life. But power... Power be over him in Jesus' name, God. Thank you, Lord. Fill him fresh. God, I pray you'd, you'd fill him so full he would receive the gift of tongues today, God, through the baptism of your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Rachel Ketchum. Hello, Rachel Ketchum. Awesome. So we're going to read Rachel's testimony here. This is Rachel Ketchum. She says, I'm just 16 years old, and this is my testimony. I went into camp thinking it was just going to be another Bible camp, and I didn't expect much to happen besides singing some songs and maybe jumping into the lake, but it was so much more. When Pastor Tom told me told us his story, it hit home because I too struggled with a parent in the past and was angry and didn't want to forgive. I even wanted revenge. I had feelings of being rejected and no sense of who I was because I'm adopted and from Russia from the time I was six years old. During my sophomore year, those feelings worsened and depression hit me. Suicidal thoughts began to fill my mind. 
I went to a Christian school but never truly believed. And before I chose to act on all my emotions and ended it all, I decided I should give religion a chance. If anything, I could benefit from it, so I went to camp. And the battle within was the perfect theme for me. I thought I had let go of the past, but I didn't. During a chapel service, Pastor Josh told, pe told people who were battling with something to stand out, and I remained seated because I thought I could handle it. Then he said that there were still people in the room struggling with something and that they didn't stand up. And I felt called out, so I stood up, began to cry, and whatever it was that was weighing me down left in that moment. Camp not only brought me closer to the Lord, but it taught me that vulnerability and having the ability to connect with people and to God on a deeper level is so important and so good. I've never felt so at peace with myself and so close to a group of people before. I want to be baptized because I want to be an example to others that God is alive and that I am proof that something good can happen in anybody's life, no matter how damaged or broken you are, God can use you. Jesus, I thank you for Rachel. God, I thank you, God, that you have, your hand is mighty and powerful on her. God, that you rescued her, redeemed her, and called her and set her apart. God, that her future is bright. Lord, I pray right now just for an anointing to fall upon her life. Lord, confidence in Jesus' name, healing in Jesus' name. God, that she would always have a reminder that you are calling her into a bright future. Lord, that your hand is resting on her life, that she is called, chosen, and loved. And we pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on. Let's, let's, let's continue to worship the Lord. Go ahead and stand again. Let's worship some more. The cross had the final word. The cross has the final word. Sorrow may come the darkest night, the cross has the final word.
drive us out of darkness. God, our, our life was nothing but darkness until your light shined upon our hearts. God, your, our minds were nothing until your light shined upon our minds. God, I thank you, Jesus, that your cross has the final word about who we are, about what we do, about our eternal status in you, God. Lord, I pray in this moment, Lord, you would even take us back to those places where you once rescued us, where you once took us from a house of cards and put our feet upon the rock. You are the rock of our salvation. You are the light of the world. You are the hope of glory. Jesus, it is all for you, all about you. God, we celebrate what you're doing right now in this moment. God, what is the final word that you say about us? about this church, about these people. Jesus. You're calling us into holiness. You're calling us into holiness. That we would be a church that seeks after your glory that a holy discontentment would arise in Jesus' name, that there would be a hunger and a thirst for righteousness in Jesus' name, that we would not settle for second best, that we would not settle for plan B, that we would take you at your word, who you say we are, and that no lie of the enemy would combat it, no lie to the enemy would rob it. No lie of the enemy would be able to steal it. But the spirit within your church would arise. That you would have the final word about who we are. God, we thank you, Jesus, that you are strong for us. That you fight for us. That you don't allow us to forget. And I pray over your church right now, in Jesus' name, that Holy Spirit, you would remind us of who we are. Remind us of where we came from. Remind us of where we're going. Stir up that fire in our bellies once more, God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Believe the Lord's saying, the devil can say whatever he wants as many times as he wants, but I have the final word. That's right. Come on. He can say whatever he wants as many times as he wants. He can tell you how ugly you are, how not enough you are, how you screwed up too much how you don't have enough, how people would just be better off without you. He can say all that stuff to you all the time, but what God says about you is the only thing that matters, and it is the final word about who you really are. And he says, you're mine, you're beautiful. You are bought with a high price, the highest price that can ever be paid, and that's how much I love you. And I get to define what's valuable, not you and not the devil. Lord says, what I say about you is final. Father, we thank you, Jesus. You're God, and none of us are. And thank you, Lord, that the devil is a tiny little nothing compared to the weight and the power of your glory. And Jesus, we lock our ears and our lives right now and even if there's people in the room that don't have the ability to defend themselves right now in Jesus name we stand in the gap and intercede for them and say their ears are closed off 
to hearing the voice of the enemy of self-doubt and destruction, God. And right now, their ears are open. All our ears are open to your voice, your, your word about who we are. The spirit in us that cries out, Abba, Father, and your spirit that defines and says that we're your kids come alive in us today. That we would only hear, Father God, your good and loving voice, a voice that is never disappointed or angry, is only radically in love with his kids. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord's just saying, if you hear a voice that's angry, that's not me. If you hear a voice that's disappointed, that can't be me. I took all my anger and my wrath and my disappointment and put it on myself. I put it on my son so it wouldn't be on my kids. That's a pretty good God. So Father, we listen to your voice only. Help us never to get confused. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's do the next group of kids, huh? Let's baptize some more people. All right, next up is Charlie Strumpler. And this is Charlie's testimony. He says, I have special needs and it's been hard to go through life. Before I came to camp, I was a pretty sad and depressed kid because nobody ever liked to talk to me and nobody ever wanted to have conversations with me. I was always bad at everything like socializing. At camp, I had a lot of fun and at night in the chapel time, I cried because I felt God. I felt him like he had something for me. I felt like he had put his hand on me and got to tell me everything that I was going through was a lie from the devil. So I cried out to God in chapel a lot. And on the last night, I felt like I just needed to surrender to him, so I did. I made some really good friends and people in my cabin, and they did a good job. And the pastors always were praying for me. Ever since camp, I know God is in me, and I have a lot of friends now, and I feel like I'm a better kid because of it. Come on, that's awesome. Charlie, the Lord gave me a word for you. I love you. This church loves you. Yeah, you're a blessing, Charlie. See these kids right here? These kids love you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you're in our church. I'm so proud of you. Father, thank you for Charlie's life. Thank you you brought him into this world, Jesus, just the way he is, God. We love this young man. What a treasure and a gift he is to all of us, God. We bless him today. God, we just thank you that he's perfect. He's made perfect in you. And we just let him come deep into our hearts today, Jesus. Yeah. This is why we need church, God. Because the world is destructive and wants to hurt your beautiful kids, God. But your church is full of love. You're full of love, God. And we love this young man. Thank you for the destiny that's on his life, a first-rate destiny, Jesus, to shift, to minister God. Bless him today. Let every good thing you've ever designed come his way. Protect him from the enemy, God, and let him just be sealed up in a bubble of love, God, that he will just be a powerhouse for your kingdom. Bless him today in Jesus' name. Set him free from every fear, all worry, anxiety, rejection in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
Next we have Samuel Williams. Let's watch his testimony. I was kind of shy to share my struggles and stuff and having time and stuff. So, but Josh, a friend of mine, encouraged me to share my struggles. And then, uh, and so did when people prayed for me in chapel time. So I did, and I, did, I wasn't shy anymore. I felt good about sharing stuff. And but the last night when I went to sleep, uh, I had a dream about getting baptized, and I've never been baptized before. Jesus, we thank you for Samuel, God. We thank you, Lord, for your your protection over his life, God. We, Jesus, Jesus, we thank you for your friendship in his life. And God, I pray right now in Jesus' name that you would continue to bring good friends into his life, God, companionship, comfort, and love in Jesus' name. God, I thank you, Lord, that you are beginning to open up his ears and his spirit. You're opening up his ears in the spiritual. God, I pray that you would continue to pour out dreams and visions over this man of God. Lord, that you would speak to him in a mighty way, that he would hear your voice and have clarity in it. Jesus, we trust you. We trust you with his spirit. We trust you with his life. God, we pray that his, your protection would stay on him. God, that you would lead him into good relationships. God, pour out your goodness on this son. Samuel, I feel like God wants you to know that he is a good, good father and that dads don't withhold good gifts from their children. Father God, I pray right now that you would just pour out your love and your favor in a new way in Samuel's life, that it, your love would not be a question to him anymore. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Next we have the last of my offspring <laughs> until grandkids in Jesus name this is the lovely fantastic cherished truth Tanner this is her testimony this is her testimony too there it is he really, really spoke to me, and I started to cry. He's kind, and he, like, knows everything about us, and he saves people. I'm only baptized because um, I just want everybody to know that I trust the Lord, and I would just want to walk out of church feeling like a new person. I love Jesus and I want everybody to know. That's awesome. First time I'm gonna pray for you, then we're gonna baptize you. So I've had the privilege of baptizing all my kids. I don't know if you guys have ever been able to do that, and so she's the last holdout. Father, thank you for this beautiful, amazing girl, God. What a treasure she's been in my life. And 
I'm so grateful, God, that you brought her into our lives, Lord. She is perfect and magnificent. And God, I thank you, Lord, for the destiny that's on this powerful woman. And Lord, I speak life to her today, favor over her today. God, let your anointing fall on her in a special way, God, that the evangelistic gift you've given her will just come out and just come alive, Lord Jesus. And Lord, the power of your spirit will begin to flow through her and her relationships, Lord. And God, that you will just supercharge her ability to build friendships and to share your love. Even at a young age, God, I just see a revival coming through this young woman, God, and just, just ignite that leadership gift in her life. God, I pray every day she would serve you and never turn away, and your hand of protection would be on her always in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church.
we just take a moment. I just ask, invite you to just lift your hands just in faith and just alone, just quietly just begin to invite the presence of the Holy Spirit. We want an outpouring of your spirit, God. In the presence of our enemies, God. Right in front of the devil, right in front of his demons, right in front of every doubter, we want an outpouring of your presence of your Holy Spirit. Jesus, you alone will be glorified and worshiped today. Thank you, Jesus, that you save. So simply and so easily, God, you rescue us from the worst of all things, God. We glorify you, God. Thank you for every young person who has impacted and changed and encountered you, God. God, I'm just, I'm just so in awe that you show up every single year, every single year to bless kids and touch kids as we, we just go away to honor you and encounter you and tell people about you, God. And thank you for that. You're so amazing, God. Look, this is why you should be hooked on youth ministry. It's better than crack, it's better than cocaine, it's better than any alcohol or drug or high you could get. You don't need any of that stuff when you lead kids to Jesus and you watch Jesus wreck their lives in the best of ways. You know what I'm saying? You should get involved in youth ministry. Youth ministry, then you can talk like an old man. You go to youth ministry, you lose your voice. That is also a thing. There's something so powerful about watching a young person's life get shifted and transformed at the beginning. A person's life gets shifted when they're young. 
and the fruit has a chance to bear for generations to come. And I just want you young people to just hear this. You're worth it. You're worth every single bit of it to Jesus, to us, to our church. We love you. You're such a blessing. You bring life to the kingdom. And I just want to say to all those who are baptized and saved at camp, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. You want to do something? Just for a second, I want, um, if you went to camp, I just want you to put your hand in the air. Either one of our camps, even if you were a volunteer, put your hand in the air. And now church, I just want you to extend your faith. If you see somebody by you who went to camp, I want you to lay hands on them or extend your hand out towards them. We're just gonna pray over these people. <laughs> Jesus, we thank you for this crop of believers. God, we thank you for these who are rising up, God. We thank you for these who are finding their place in the body of Christ. God, we thank you, Lord, that you are doing something that even the devil cannot stop in Jesus' name. God, I thank you, Lord, that people are, are, are re waking up to their identity in you. God, and these are those who will fight against the identity crisis of this nation. And God, I pray for this church right now in Jesus' name that we would receive the gift of these young people. God, we would receive the lifeblood that they are to the body. We would receive their passion. We would receive their enthusiasm, Father God. And that there would be young, there would be old people who would rise up as spiritual parents and grandparents and fathers and mothers who would disciple these young people. And this would be like an image of the family to the world out there who has been broken. Families who have fallen apart, families who do not love, families who have rejected each other and that they would find family here in this body. Family that's even thicker than blood. And the church would become their mother and the church would become their father. And it would be an ear, a mere image of the way that you love us, Jesus, the way that you love us, Father God. God, I pray right now just protection over every young heart, every volunteer who poured out countless hours, that the enemy would not come and steal and rob what was sown into the ground in faith. The Holy Spirit, you would accelerate it. The Holy Spirit, you would blow upon it fresh breath and that it would grow up strong like oaks of righteousness. And God, you would use these people to be in the epicenter of your will and there would be a breakout, a movement of the spirit that cannot be contained and that it would spread out beyond these four walls and fresh salvations would be coming in by the hundreds because these would be those who are not ashamed of who you are, who love you passionately, who are willing to sacrifice and this would be a church who's willing to sacrifice for the call of God on their life. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Come on. All right, you can be seated for a few minutes, right? Okay. You thought you'd get away with me not preaching? Wrongo. <laughs> Again, I just want to say thank you to everyone who worked so hard, uh, youth team, uh, and a bunch of the volunteers 
working for the last couple days all the way up to almost midnight, two days in a row from like early morning to late, just cleaning up. We make a big mess at camp. It happens. It's true. Big fun, big mess. Big work. <laughs> it's the thing that I want you to get though is worship is for God, right? You've heard me say this before, but I feel like the Lord just told me to the church, we don't totally get this yet and we're messed up. Our identity gets wrecked because we don't understand where our worship goes and idolatry is running rampant in the body of Christ. Worship is for God. Service is worship. If you serve a church or a pastor or a leader or a position, you're in idolatry because worship belongs to God. Romans 12 says that your whole life is an offering to God. And it's your reasonable act of service to Him to give up your whole life, to worship Him with your whole life, all your gifts, everything. Service is worship. And if you've been worshiping something else, your work, you go out to work at camp, and it was like, I'm serving kids. wrong -o. I'm serving the pastor. Wrong. Serving the leaders, wrong. You serve your job. No, you don't serve there. You serve Jesus. Romans 12 also says, work as unto the Lord. Don't be lazy. He's your boss. It's different because here's the thing. When your worship goes to God and all of your service goes to God, it doesn't matter. You can't overwork. You never get burned out. You'll never get toasted. You'll never be disappointed. Everybody can wreck everything you've ever worked on because it belongs to Jesus when you give your service as worship to God. Here's where we get confused. We worship God, we serve Him only, and we submit to His leaders. Because He established the government, Romans 13. He puts the government in place. All government is established by God for Him. And if you rebel against that, you rebel against God. Sorry, I didn't make the rules. We're all submitted to what he puts in place. But we, our submission never crosses over into our worship. You will worship one God and one God alone, and you will serve him only. Just saying. Some of you are busted up, you're messed up, you're mad, you're tweaked, you're hurt, you're bitter because you've worshiped the wrong thing. So let's pray, Father, in Jesus' name, we repent. This is you. This is me. We repent for every way, God, that we worshiped our jobs, that we worshiped uh, uh, pastors, that we served them, that we served somewhere else, and it was not true worship to you, God. We serve you and serve you only. Forgive us for every way that we have been just caught, even not knowingly, just confused, uh, in idolatry, God. Jesus, we sweep off your throne. Imagine his throne in your heart. And right now, God, I'm sweeping it off. You want to sit on it, but you don't sit on it when there's something else on there So that I'm worshiping. So God, I just take and slide off everything that I'm worshiping besides you, and I clean off your seat, and I say, Jesus, that throne is for you. You are Lord of my heart, my life. I lift and elevate you. In Jesus' name, amen.
You can't outwork heaven. You can't do it. He says, even if you give a cold cup of water in my name, your reward will not be forgotten. When you're shoveling dirt for Jesus, it's shoveling gold in eternity. If you're worshiping right, just got to worship right. It's really not that hard. It's just Jesus, right? Don't point it the wrong way. Amen? In Romans 16, 20, it says, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. And may the grace of the Lord be with you. We talked about this in the last message and just watching it take place out at camp for the last two weeks is just so unbelievable. There's a lot of things that have been going on this last week. And uh, this, this, this verse was written by the Apostle Paul to the church at Rome. And I want us to just break this down one more time because I really believe this is important for us to understand what the Lord is doing. He says, the God of peace, <clears throat> it's amazing he lives in peace. <clears throat> he reigns in peace, not war, right? Not in aggression. But the God who reigns over peace is the source of peace. He will crush Satan under your feet. And this is written to the church of Rome, not one person. And so he's saying as the church elevates, as the church grows in its anointing, grows in the love of God, and we expand the church, the church continues to grow, the weight of God's glory on the earth increases. It goes up higher and higher. He says, I, God, will crush Satan under your feet. You don't crush Satan under your feet, right? God crushes Satan under your feet. But how? It's by the weight of his glory. It's by the weight of his love and his glory manifesting itself in your life. Romans 8, 18, yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal in us for all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. In another version it says that the, the whole world is groaning for the sons of God to be revealed. It's begging for you to let the love and the glory of God come in and through your life. And every young person that got saved over these last two weeks, and I mean, we basically lost count. We saw at least 50 kids get saved, turn their hearts back to Jesus, and countless amount of them just getting set free. This amount of kids that came in just on this video testimony, there's so many more, they're just like, I was struggling with depression and this, and I was trying to run my life off a cliff, and God grabbed a hold of me, and save me and rescue me and change me. It's like unbelievable. Uh, the wisdom I was hearing out of the mouths of these young people that could only be from heaven. So awesome. An instant transformation is how God works. That crushes the head of the serpent. That's your job. He promised it to Eve. He said he'll bruise your heel, but we're, you're going to crush his head. Through your offspring, we're going to crush his head. That's us. That's the church. His church is not going to get weaker and more lame. It's going to get more powerful and stronger. And so I believe there's an anointing on our church for evangelism right now and to share 
God's love with people. I, we came back from camp. I just needed to grab some things. And we stop in our driveway, and there's a guy checking out of our Airbnb. And he's a beautiful young man. He's like in 23, just got off the slope. I'm just like, hey, how's it going? I'm like literally need to grab some stuff and turn around and drive right back out to the camp, right? And they're, they were actually waiting on me for something. <laughs> they're like, Tanner, where are you? I'm sorry, I'm busy. And this guy, he's super friendly. I'm just like, he starts opening his life to me and the Lord just tells me he's gonna get saved. I go, awesome, that sounds perfect. And so I just tell him, I say, hey, listen, do you know without a shadow of a doubt, if you died today, if you'd be in heaven? And he's like, bleepity bleep, no, man, I don't know. So awesome. I'm like, well, that's great. Let me tell you what the Bible says. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of that sin is death and separation. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And he looks at me and he goes, what? Whoever calls on his name will be saved. It's like, and I haven't talked to my brother in months and months and my life is a disaster. He's like, would you like to invite Jesus to your life? He said, let's do it. And he goes, let's bleepity do it. That's what he said. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Pastor Tom, who's the guy ministering to the camp, he's like, comes right over. We just pray for the guy. He gives his life to Jesus. And I said, you want to experience the power of God? And he goes, yeah. I said, let's ask the Holy Spirit to come in your life. He gets filled with the Holy Spirit. We're sitting in my driveway. Okay. And I go, you want some more? He goes, yeah. Awesome. How about we forgive your brother for what he did to you? You hadn't talked to him in like four months or something. He goes, I go, I want you to think about the mercy God just had on your life. He forgave you for every sin. And if you release your brother, he's going to release another wave of his love and power in your life. And he forgives his brother. We pray through just a forgiveness prayer. He just goes, Poof. he goes, I haven't effing felt anything like this ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He goes like this, he goes, this is the love of God. God's love is real. And he literally says this to me. I wish I could say the full words because this is so awesome. Let's take a little ears, I won't say it. He goes, I haven't talked to my brother in four months. I'm just going to run right up to his job site, and I'm going to tell him, bro, I just effing love you, man. That's what he said. I'm like, he just forgot. He's like, at first, he goes, what do you do? I go, I'm a pastor. He goes, oh, sorry about my language. I go, I don't worry about that, man. And then once he gets saved, he starts dropping all these cuss words. It's so great. Man, the love of God was moving on his life. And does he ever want to move through you? There's an evangelistic anointing that's being released over our church today to lead people to Jesus in such a supernatural way. But you have to take that fire and you gotta go run with it. This church should be doubling every month. The only reason it's not is because of a lack of courage and responsibility. It's your responsibility. It's my responsibility as individuals to go out and tell people about Jesus and ask them, hey, do you know if you died today without a shadow of a doubt, would you go to heaven? You can ask them that question. It's so easy. It's so easy. And when they just say, will you lead me to Jesus? I'm like, okay. The guy had no resistance. The Lord is opening up the floodgates. There's no resistance right now. You go take the land. The devil's squatting on your territory. 
It's the time for the church to rise up and crush the head of the serpent underneath our feet. You've been sitting back. You've been distracted. You've been doing other stuff. You've had other plans for your life. And the Lord's saying, I got a new plan for your life. It's to go preach the love of God. If you don't do it, who will? Romans 8.18, yet what we suffer is now nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for the future day when God will reveal who his children are. Are you his kids? Are you ready to be revealed? Let him reveal you to the world. You know, we're doing these baptisms. It's kind of amazing. Did I just totally run out of time, like instantly? What happened? Okay, it's fine. This is a super important moment that we're going to talk about right now. and um, We're doing these baptisms. It's all about new life in Christ and how God moves in our life when we give our heart to him. And many, many years ago, uh, our faithful and beloved Dick Benjamin gave his life to Jesus and changed his, changed his life. He has the most powerful testimony and shifted so much. And then God began to speak to him about planting a church. And in 1959, he planted this little old dinky thing here in this, out in the woods. God spoke to him and through him and through many others. God just let loose a massive revival, discipleship, and many people here today, myself included, I got saved through a disciple of a disciple of a disciple of Dick Benjamin. And I said, she's pretty cute. I'll marry her. <laughs> We're just about to do 24 years here in a couple days, right? So I'm so thankful for all the discipleship. Discipled my in-laws, discipled my wife, and um, it's such a massive impact in our life. And... Um, Bible says in Philippians 1.20, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have suffi sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. On Saturday morning, Apostle Dick Benjamin went to go be with Jesus. And for us, that feels like a loss. For his family, Rick, Susan, I love you guys. Man, I love you guys. You're such a blessing. What a great service today, huh? To honor your dad. This is what he wanted. This is what he lived for. Every single moment was to see people get saved and encounter Jesus. And um, Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Second Timothy 4, 6, as for me, my life is already, you can stay standing. That was perfect. You guys stand up. 
As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. Apostle Dick, if you can hear us, we know your life has been poured out. It was beautiful. I have fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've remained faithful. Dick Benjamin is the most faithful man I ever met in my whole life, I think. I watched him hold his wife's hand when she had advanced dementia and sing the song he sang to her at their wedding about he would never leave her, never change. He would love her the same no matter what. And it was on their 60th anniversary and she had no clue where she was at. And he sat by her bedside every single day and prayed for her while he prayed for our church. The most faithful man I think I've ever met in my life. He was a man of love and a man of courage. So, so honored that I got to know him and have him lay hands on me and pray for me. I never missed that opportunity and fought the good fight, finished the race, have remained faithful, and now the prize awaits me. The crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And a prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Oh, you know, Apostle Dix, prize is bountiful. That guy is swimming in it right now. And there's no way he'd come back here. He's all like, good luck, guys. Go for it. For each one of us, I know Apostle Dick would say, go for it. Just go for it. Why are you hesitating? Why are you waiting? Just go. The world is waiting to watch the sons of God, you, the children of God, be manifest. Let the glory of God move through your life. How many more Dick Benjamins are out there that need to hear about Jesus? He showed up to a church service and somebody told him, somebody invited him, and he encountered God. How will they know if we don't preach? It's our job. So this Saturday at 3 p.m. right here, we're going to flat out pack the place out because there will not be enough room for everybody in here. And we're just going to jam it up. And um, we're going to honor one of the greatest men I've ever known. Eleanor, will you come? We're going to have Eleanor prophesy before I send you out. <clears throat> and uh, thank you, family. Thank you, guys. We love you. Uh, why don't you prophesy? It is absolutely amazing what the Lord has done this weekend. I believe it's historic. Yesterday morning, the Lord woke me up at 7 a.m. And I was dog-tired because we had an amazing, radical weekend here. And I, I give honor to Apostle Dick Benjamin and to Rick and Dolores and to Josh and Joni for welcoming us here. We're kind of a radical bunch. And we go out, we're out there a little bit, but they receive us just as we are. And what has happened all weekend has been significant. So what I, when I first woke up, Yesterday, I just heard a
And I was like, somebody knocking at the door. And I heard, it is finished. And I was like, what are you saying, Lord? He said, something has just finished in the spirit realm and now a new beginning for harvest and a new apostolic mantle and anointings and the harvest for evangelism has just awakened and is going to start and even as the dunking in the water has happened today he says there will be a new dunking in the Holy Ghost and fire that will not be able to be controlled but we will be able to steward it well wisely with those of us who have been trained in ministry for such a time as this because the harvest of young people is coming the harvest of the prodigals are coming back home the harvest of those who have been hurt in church and it doesn't matter the age those who have been hurt in church are coming back home to a safe place place there is a great returning of the harvest and those of us who are even in our 40s 50s 60s and 70s this is your time too because you will be able to be there to help steward the movement well not control it not take hold of it not take credit for it but you will be able to help those and link arm in arm shoulder to shoulder heart to heart spirit to spirit in this new kingdom net that the Lord is forming in Alaska for such a time as this. I am telling you, I'm telling you, mark my words, it is the easiest time to win souls for the Lord. It is, it is supernaturally natural. And it is these young ones that are carrying the fire of the Lord. It is the young ones that are carrying the passion for the Lord. But know you this, that there is a new kingdom network that God is building and we will do it well. There is an upgrade even in our communication. There is an upgrade in stewarding the movement of the Holy Ghost at this time. Amen. That sounds awesome. Father, we receive it today in Jesus' name. We declare it. I'm a kingdom shaker. I'm a world changer, God. I'm an evangelist. Come on, put your hand on your heart. I'm an evangelist for you in Jesus' name. I'm going to draw on the power of the Holy Spirit to have the courage to tell people about you, Jesus. Let that anointing fall on my life. Pray for revival to break out, Lord God, on the streets, revival to break out in the homes, in the neighborhoods, in the schools. So kids are really being released back to school, that your presence pour out on these schools. Thank you, Jesus. If you're here today and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, and if you say today, if you died, you don't know whether you go to heaven or hell. I'm telling you, if you choose Jesus right now, you'll know without a shadow of a doubt that you'll be in eternity with Dick, just Dick Benjamin is right now because he trusted in Jesus. If you close your eyes for one moment before we go, anybody here, Jesus, I want to receive you. Pastor, I want to pray with you. Just takes a moment. Anybody here, Jesus, I'm ready to turn my life over to you.
I want to pray right now in this whole room. Come on. Anybody? I'm ready. I'm ready to receive you. A lot of Christians in here. See one? Okay, yes. Thank you. I see your hand. Praise God. Let's pray. Jesus, you are Lord. You're my Savior. Rescue me. Save me from my sin. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me the gift of your Spirit, God, to speak in tongues, to prophesy, to minister, and release forgiveness through my life so I can feel your love, God. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm so proud of you. Thanks for getting, giving your life to Jesus. I love you, church. Thank you so much for being here. God bless you. You are dismissed. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please connect with us at unitechurchak.org. We hope to see you soon.